0: So you get out your Bibles and follow me along here, 1 Samuel chapter 30. But I want to speak about today a simple word that we will find in the text, and that word is pursue. So everyone say pursue. 1 Samuel chapter 30, we're going to start reading at verse number 1. And then we're going to have a prayer meeting after this, and we're going to believe God that he's going to open up great doors for us tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, is what we're going to believe. Well, I got five people over here and two over here. Uh, so the Bible says, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And he and had taken the women captives that were therein, they slew not so that tells you something right there that they had no intent on creating a slaughter, but they had intent to grab not only David's attention, uh, but to also let him know uh, that you are uh, someone that needs to be careful because you are not. Uh, the only one that can dominate a particular area. Typically, when people uh, take things and not destroy things, it is with a purpose and with an intent to prove a point. So here they are trying to prove a point here to David and to his men. They did not slew anyone, neither great nor small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons, their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Anybody ever cried so many tears that you had no tears to even cry? The Bible says, and David's two wives were taken captives, Ahonium, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. Now listen to this now, for the people spoke of, Brother Morrison, stoning him. And so now here they are, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Why don't we take a moment, lift our hands, and just encourage ourselves right now? Somebody will say, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, And David said to Abathar the priest, Elimelech's son. Listen to what he says here. He says, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. So the ephod in its natural sense is just simply a priestly garment. That's what an ephod is. An ephod is a priestly garment and it's only worn by the high priest. The ephod in a spiritual sense is also a spiritual covering. So when you are wearing the ephod, it is for a spiritual covering. So David, in this moment, said, I need a spiritual covering. Now, I did not give our team this scripture, but in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse number 14, this is when it's highlighting the fact that, and here it is here, it says, And David danced before the Lord. With all his might. Remember, it is the daughter, or excuse me, it is Michael who uh, made fun of David, if you will, because David, as we say, got undressed, okay? That he was naked in the sight of the people and he was ashamed, or she was ashamed of how he was acting. Well, I want you to know that David was not completely naked here, for the Bible says he was girded with a linen ephod so what seems naked in the world's eyes is a spiritual covering in our eyes somebody needs to catch that right there see sometimes people can see us in a way where they don't understand why we do what we do but they don't understand the spiritual covering that is on our life and see if they understood the spiritual covering on our life they would dance how we dance they would worship how we worship that's why you should never be ashamed to worship an almighty god it doesn't matter who's around or who's looking they can call you silly they can call you crazy but you don't have the spiritual covering on your life like I have a oh I feel like shouting in here they don't know you don't know where God has brought me from you don't know what God is pulling me out of but I got a spiritual covering on my life and that's why I can shout hallelujah Glory be to God. And so that's why it's important as well to have our own spiritual covering. Amen. It's good to pray for your spiritual covering. It's good to pray for your pastor and your wife. And we don't throw negativity stones. We don't throw stones that bring down the pastor and his wife. But God lift up my pastor and his wife and the family. God strengthen my pastor. Uh, If you think I'm going in the right direction, pray God getting back on the right track to help lead the people of God. Because we need a spiritual covering. Amen. Because if you don't have a spiritual covering, you're in trouble as well. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. You got to have the right spiritual covering in your life. And so that's what David had upon here. The Bible says, and Abathar brought hither, thither the ephod to David. And back in uh, uh, verse number eight here. And David inquired at the Lord. Now he can inquire of him. Why? Because he had a spiritual covering. Inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, "Pursue." For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, you will recover all. Now, we must understand here that uh, the Amalekites came from Amalek. Well, Amalek was a grandson of Esau. So we must understand the history here, all right? When we read this, we must understand the content of what we're reading. And he, Amalek, the Amalekites came from Amalek, and Amalek was a grandson of Esau, Esau a grandson of Abraham. And so we understand that when we read Genesis chapter number 27, All right, if you read that entire chapter, this is when Jacob uses deception motivated by his mother, Rebecca, to lay claim to his blind father Isaac's blessing that was inherently due to the firstborn Esau. So Jacob not only has been given authority, but he now has received the blessing, the inheritance, the favor. Although Jacob got the blessing he wanted, deceiving his father came at a cost. See, there's some things we should not pursue because we're doing it wrongly before the Lord. And you may get what you want, but it will come at a cost. And so it came at a cost that affected generations to come. So Jacob had to run. His brother Esau wanted to kill him. So he never saw his mother again. He was later deceived. If you understand the story, you keep on reading. He was deceived himself by his own uncle Laban. And Esau became the father of an enemy nation, one that we are speaking of today, the Amalekites. The Bible says in the book of Genesis 32, it says even though uh, if you read Genesis 32, it speaks of Esau and Jacob reuniting and what seems to be a moment of reconciliation. But Esau was offended by what his brother did to him many years ago. The Bible says in Proverbs 8:19 that a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. So it is important my friend as brother Morrison was saying we must be careful what comes out of our mouth because we can offend Many. The Bible says they are harder to be won than a strong city. That one individual is harder than trying to win many if they have been offended. So long after both brothers, Jacob and Esau, are dead, their descendants are still fighting to take one another out. In the book of Exodus, Moses has led the people out of Egypt, out of captivity, out of bondage, across the Red Sea. Jacob or Israel's descendants are free. They're excited about their future. They're looking forward to receiving the promises of God. And on their way to freedom, guess who meets them? The Amalekites. The Bible says in Exodus 17 and 8, then came Amalek. The very thing that was a part of their past, their past came to meet them. Then came the offended. The very thing that they were... Not even expecting that is what came up Because when you are going from one destination to another When you're going into your freedom When you come out of bondage Or when God is bringing you out of the very thing That you have been stuck in for a long time You better believe something in your past The enemy will try to use to distract you To cause you to not end up where you're supposed to be I'm I'm preaching right here, right there Because it's important for you to understand That on your way to freedom even though the chains may be off of you the enemy is still after you mm-hmm. the chains are off of you you are free but the enemy is still after you he will do everything he can to try to stop you to your promised land but i'm telling you my friend that's why we repeat the scripture over and over if god be for you who can be against you. So it's important to understand where these Amalekites came from and, and here they come continuing to stop the moving of God's people. Here comes Amalek. Well, this is when Moses went and stood on the top of the hill with the rod of God on the top of the hill and as Joshua led the army against the Amalekites, they were victorious as long as Moses held up the rod of God. When he got tired and weak, the rod of God began to drop so the Israelites began to lose that's when Aaron and her h-u-r all right not h-e-r h-u-r her went up to the hill and sat Moses down while they helped up held up excuse me Moses' arms until the victory was won it is so important my friend to hold up the arms of your leadership amen if we're going to pursue after the things that belong to us please I need some people that are stand on my right side and hold up my right arm I need some people to get on my left side and hold up my left arm and say pastor we are pursuing I said on Sunday that this city belongs to us I said this city belongs to us well I need some folks to get on my right side and my left side and say pastor we're with you I may not be able to run like you run I may not be able to jump like you jump but I can and pray. I can get on my knees and pray and say north give them up, south give them up, east west give them up because we're going to hold up the arms of our pastor. Amen. 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 Because we will have victory. And there are times when the pastor's arms can get a little bit tired. But it's so nice when I got a few preachers and sisters and brothers and saints of God that can say, Pastor, I'm right here with you. You may not feel like doing this, but I'm going to fall on my face tonight. And I'm going to call upon your family. I'm going to call out your name. And I'm going to believe that God is going to give you exactly what needs to be done. Because I am with you. Someone say amen. And so it's important here that they supported that, and this is when you see that taking place. And uh, if you understand, if you continue to read, God actually gave Saul, the first chosen king of Israel, the chance to wipe out the Amalekites. But he decided to make his own rules, and it came at the cost of the throne and his future and the kids. And that's why it's better... uh, and, and, and you just got to understand uh, that story a little bit. I don't want to deep dive into that. But this is when Saul wanted to make his own decision, his own choice, and not be obedient and wait on a man of God to come to give him instruction. Uh, because obedience is better than sacrifice. And, and, and so, so here we find in our text the Amalekites again, once again, invading the land where David was and took everything, the women, the children, and burned their city to the ground. But listen to this here now. Go back to 1 Samuel chapter 30. Let's start at verse number 8. Follow me here. Follow me here in your Bible. Look what the scripture says. And David inquired at the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? God said, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. It is the will of God for you to come out of everything. It is the will of God for you to come out of everything. It is not the will of God for you to be 80% whole. Mm-hmm. It is the will of God for you to be 100% whole. Mm-hmm. That is his will, to recover all without fail. Without fail. And so the Bible says in verse number 9, So David went, he and the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook, the sore." where those that were left behind stayed. Now, you may want to underline that, highlight that in your Bible. All right? This is important. He came to a brook. There were 600 of them, but some of them stayed behind. Verse number 10 says, but David pursued he and 400 men, but there was 200 that stayed behind. Why? Because they were faint. They couldn't go over the brook. They were tired. And they couldn't continue on the journey. So the Bible says in verse number 18, if you drop down, it says, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoils, nor anything that had they had taken to them, David recovered all. So not only did David get back everything that they took, but he also took more. How do you know that, preacher? Because the Bible says neither spoil. He even took the extra stuff. He took more than what they even took. So the scripture says in verse number 21, it says, and David came to the 200 men. So they've won the battle. They've taken everything and the spoil. They're going back across the brook. And he came to the 200 men, which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he did what? He saluted them. He gave them honor. Listen now. Listen, this is very good he gave him honor. But look at verse number 22. The Bible says, "Then answered all the wicked men. All the wicked men and men of Belal, of those that went with David, and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them all of the spoil, the extra stuff. We won't give them the spoil that we have recovered. Save to every man his wife and his children that they may lead them away and" Depart. Whatever you had before you lost. You're just going to get that back. And matter of fact, we don't want anything to do with you anyway because you couldn't go the whole distance with us. Woo. Man, give me 10 minutes, but we're going to go somewhere here. You, you, you see that? David saluted him. But the wicked men said, We don't want anything to do with them. Just give them their wives and their children back. And matter of fact, since you couldn't go the whole journey with us, we don't want anything to do with you. Look at verse number 23. The Bible says, Then David said, You shall not do this. He said, You're not going to do this. My brethren, which with that which the Lord hath given us who have preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our end. First of all, we must recognize that he gave honor to the Lord. He said the Lord did this for us. Remember, y'all was ready to kill me just a few moments ago. And now since we got everything back and more, now y'all want to get rid of folks that couldn't even make the journey, but y'all was ready to get rid of me. God did this. Well, I sure hope y'all picking up here. God did this. He says in verse number 24, he says, for who will hearken unto you in this? Who's going to listen to you? Who's going to listen to you try to get rid of these 200 men that could not go? He says, but as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. Everybody Gets equal of everything why because people that can't go as far as other people even though they were able to go at least a certain distance David said we're all in this together you may not be able to go over the brook and pursue all the way like we did but first of all you didn't bring this victory god brought this victory uh, i feel the holy ghost right now i am telling you, what are you saying? Pat? you really trying to get at here pastor what are you trying to teach this church what i'm saying is it doesn't matter if you are up here doing a take 13 it doesn't matter if i call your name out to lay hands upon someone it doesn't call if your name never gets mentioned we are all in this pursuit together Mm. my god my god I don't care if you work in our office I don't care if you greet people at the door I don't care if hardly anybody knows your name in this church we are in this pursuit together because there's some people that can't do things like other people can do just because you can't jump like brother Mike you can pray, you can give and it doesn't matter if you're seen or not seen we are in this pursuit Somebody say, together. So I come against the spirit that is trying to get into this church of people, all ages, young people, middle age and older, that are trying to categorize people and put people in certain areas. No, we are in this thing together the devil is a liar if we try to look at people and say you don't matter and you don't matter and you don't matter the devil's a liar i rebuke that spirit in the name of jesus christ i don't care if you can't operate a camera i don't care if you can't run the sound and media you are here and we are in this pursuit together Y'all got to excuse me. I got an attitude this morning uh, or tonight. uh, But I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the devil uh, because he's a liar. Uh, The devil will not cause division in this church because we are in this pursuit. Somebody say together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. David came back and saluted him and said, thank y'all for staying here about the stuff. Because while we out there fighting, somebody probably could have came around and took our stuff. And see, you don't realize the amount of hours and people that are in this church. Yeah, they can't get up and move around like they used to, but they're at home crying out. They're at home pleading the blood. They're at home saying, protect our church, protect our people. God, fill up these seats. And they're just as important as the ones that can make it here every single week. Amen. So, so don't get it in your mind that pastor uh, puts somebody up above another one just because you may not be able to make it here all the time. Don't get that in your spirit. Don't get that in your mind. That is a lie. Now, if you skipping just to be skipping, yeah, get that in your spirit. <laughs> I start sweating on that one. Hold on. Yeah, get, get, get that in you. Uh huh. You got to change that. We're together. They pursued together. David said, Who, who's going to listen to you in this matter? And another, I, w- I wish I could have. The Lord would allow me to insert my words here. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody say. That would have been my version. David was nice. right? That is the dumbest thing you could have said right there. I want to say a whole lot more, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. I want to say a whole lot more. But sometimes I hear some dumb stuff. People talking foolish. I'm like, what? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. What are you talking about? No, we're together. Because the Lord brought the battle. I'm going to straighten up, Sister Robinson. I see you looking at me. It, it, we're together. Because first of all, David had to have a spiritual covering because he was getting ready to kill him. And so he, he had a, a, some wisdom and said, go give me that ephod. I need that ephod right now. I need some help from the Lord. I need a spiritual covering right now because I need some direction. Because if not, I'm not going to make it out of this alive. Mm -hmm. and you better believe the enemy wants to take out SCC it doesn't want us to make it out alive why because we preach the gospel truth and we're telling people you must repent you must be born again of water and of spirit you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and I'm telling you you must be separate from the world the enemy doesn't want to hear that he wants the church to blend but I rebuke a blending spirit in the name of Jesus Christ and we are in this pursuit together That's right so the church that the, so the church you know on the other side of town they, they can say it's okay to do this it's, they they can say they can let down this and let down that but not scc that's right because we're going to honor the lord inside and out honor the lord in our bodies and outside of our bodies and everybody else can do whatever they want to do but not scc because we are pursuing and we're in it together Can I say what I really want to say? There's really nothing else for me to say right now. (laughs) Y'all thought I was going to say something else, huh? There there really isn't. There really isn't. But I, I want to bring out one last point. I want you to notice something that I'm I'm not doing a good job of highlighting. And that is the word alike. All right. Verse number 24. Put that back on the screen, please. They shall part alike. (laughs) Hallelujah. When we are pursuing... And as we have victories here in this church, oh, I, I feel this strong. As we have victories here in this church, all right, the victory is not, it's, matter of fact, let me just say this. It won't be a victory if this side of the church is rejoicing and this side is not rejoicing. That's not victory. That's not the victory I'm talking about tonight. All right. The Bible says they shall part. That means everyone rejoiced equally and went home with equal value. And I, I, I wish I can do a better job of trying to trying to get to you what, I, what I'm trying to teach here. Everyone went home with the same mindset that we had victory. Everybody went home with the same mindset. (laughs) I love it when I can ask some of my children, how was Sunday school? And all their reactions are different. Oh, we had fun. You did? What'd you do? Oh, we got a lot of candy. (laughs) I said, well, Lord Jesus. How, how, how was it? Oh, it was okay. How was it? Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm like, okay. This situation was everybody went home with the same mindset. <laughs> What are you saying, Pastor? The SCC that we need to go home with the same mindset. Can I keep talking about this? We need to come to church with the same mindset. We need to approach the prayer room with the same mindset. We need to approach worship with the same mindset. And that when somebody goes down in the name of Jesus Christ, we need to celebrate with the same mindset. When somebody receives a gift. the Holy Ghost we need to worship with the same mindset it doesn't matter if it's my child it doesn't matter if it's your family it doesn't matter if they came off the street but we walk out of here with victory with the same mindset can we get on one accord right now can we stand to our feet to magnify the name of Jesus come on because he's worthy to be praised Oh, come on, he's worthy. He's worthy, church. Come on, let's lift our hands, lift our voices. Lift your heart. <laughs> ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So shall we pursue? Yes. Yes. We're going to pursue. We're going to pursue. Ha. So, so, Sister McGee, don't let the enemy work on your mind, saying, man, this knee and this and this, and I can't do what I need to do, I can't do. I, I, I know it's working. I know it would be. And I wish I could do that. I'm telling you, we are in this together. And whatever you can do, that's what you do. Right. You don't worry about everything else you cannot do. You hear me? Doesn't matter. Your bodies can't do what your mind is saying you want it to do. And you feel bad. You feel like you can't contribute like you should. No, we're in the pursuit together. Because if you can't cross the brook, there's some other young adults in here that can cross the brook. And those that can cross the brook, we're going to go over here and fight this battle. And when we come back, we go salute the ones that's been staying by the brook. That's saying, go ahead, preacher. Go ahead, man of God. Go ahead, young people. Go ahead. Fight the battle. Win the battle in Jesus name because it's together you may not be able to cross the brook like everybody else but folks that's crossing the brook don't look back at those ones that can't cross I love our church because of the diversity that we have I love that I want no matter who you are no matter what age you are you feel welcome in this church because we're in the pursuit together I'm I'm done because I'll go another hour. (laughs) Let's lift our hands right now in the name of Jesus.